I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Come on. Welcome back. We normally do these things starting at about 8 o'clock Pacific time, but I, I got to share a little story as you know, we wait on a few other people to, uh, to join us. It's about 8.44 now, so we're about 45 minutes late. And the reason is uh, we call ourselves, we don't just call ourselves Voice of the Fan. We actually trademarked it, which, you know, ain't no big deal, but kind of cool. Um, and the reason, you know, we do that is because we want to be a platform for fans, and we're fans. And there's no greater testament to that than 45 minutes ago. Uh, Gianni and I are in the green room. We're chatting, it, you know, chatting it up, getting ready. Uh, and all I could see him doing is this, right? He's talking to me, but he's looking to the right. And I'm like, oh, man, the game's on. And uh, the Bucks versus the Mavericks were on. And I, I figured we had two choices, right? We either live stream the game uh, or we just take the we just take a 45-minute break. We opted for the latter. And, uh, John, we made the right choice. Absolutely. Leukomania, baby. It's a real thing. Let's talk about that for a little bit. We got an agenda. We got things we want to talk about. Uh, generally, we, you know, we've been focusing on the Lakers and the Clippers. We want to talk about all of, of the NBA now. We want to take a look back at the week. Uh, we're calling this Run It Back, the NBA Week in Review. So we got a few things we want to talk about, but we can't ignore that game. And, and, and let me just point out two things that, that really impressed me. First off, if I'm the box and you tell me, I got George Hill taking a wide open three at the buzzer to win the game. I'm feeling good about my chances, but he missed. Uh, number two, that pass by Luca between his legs with his left hand. Uh, I think it was to Cleaver who, who made the shot and, uh, and was fouled. What was most impressive about that pass was he didn't have to do it. You know, he didn't, it wasn't flashy. The only way to get that ball to him in that, you know, with that defense he had against him was to go between his legs with the left hand. It, it, it was, it was, it was necessity. It wasn't flash. That's what's so impressive about this kid. He's 21 years old, man. Um, so, I mean, those are my takeaways. You, you saw the same game. What'd you take from it? Oh yeah. That's my thing too. 21. They always talk when he was getting drafted, they were talking about, oh, he's been playing pro since he was 13 all this stuff. But when you, when you see him play it, it, that's exactly what it looks like. He's just in control the entire time. When he has the ball, he knows where he's going, doesn't rush it. He just looks like a 10 year vet out there. Just yeah. everything. I mean, he'll take some bad shots, but everybody does his step back is, but the way he controls the game, his passing, he's something special, man. He's got that. He's got that LeBron like vision and IQ that, that, that's that the only person I could compare him to. Right. Well, when I saw the numbers today, uh, and I had them up, but 
my computer's not working for me right now, but I know it was a, a ridiculous triple-double. I know he had 19 assists. He had 30-some-odd points. This is a guy who's going to get 20 points, 20 rebounds, 20 assists. Uh, last guy to do that was Russell Westbrook. So, you know, I'm thinking – but he's not Russell Westbrook. He, he's cut more in the mold of a LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just what a what a great player. I mean, we're we're on the we're on the verge of watching a you know a breakout star in that guy. Um, you know, and then we, and, and this is him and this is him playing next to Giannis, who's doing his thing yeah. out there too, just spin move dunking on people. Yeah, it's it's crazy that the, the future of the league is bright. Right. Well said. Man, it would have been a lot nicer if I had this stuff quicker, but I don't. 36 points, 14 rebounds, 19 assists. The guy's a maniac. Let's Light work. Pivot. What? Go ahead. I, I know. I, I just said that. Easy, easy work for Luca. Easy work. Yeah. Yeah, no, the guy's amazing. Let's talk about the things we wanted to talk about. Um, we have a few things on our plate. First question I posed to you before uh, we got started was the bigger surprise, right? The, the bubble games have been going on for a while now. They've been surprisingly good. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we had a great day of basketball today, some phenomenal games, uh, which I want to kind of, matter, matter of fact, let's do that real quick. Forgive me for bouncing around. But, you know, we had um, the Suns beat the Heat to stay undefeated, the only team undefeated. The Pacers beat the Lakers in a bounce back game for LeBron. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Nuggets and Jazz was the double overtime, the game we just talked about, uh, the wind overtime, and then the Clippers and the Blazers. Good, good basketball today. But let's talk about the bubble as a whole. The Suns, 5-0 after today, after they beat uh, uh, Miami, the only undefeated team. They are now a half game behind the Blazers for the ninth spot, which ordinarily would mean nothing. But now it means you got that chance to play in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody wants to play the Suns right now. I mean, they're super confident. Um, so the Suns are five and zero. A week or so ago, you and I talked about uh, you know uh, bubble predictions, and one of the predictions was one of these teams is going to go zero and eight, and one of the likely teams that we discussed were the Suns, and here they are five and zero. It, it's staggering. So what's the bigger surprise? And I'm going to pose this question to you: the Suns at five and zero, or the Grizzlies? Who had a pretty and not a stranglehold on the eighth spot, but a really good, uh, you know, nice lead. They just had to win two, three games, I think, in order to secure that spot. They're one and three, and not looking particularly strong. What's the bigger surprise? I'm gonna go off board. I'm gonna go with uh, MJ, aka TJ Warren, out there. Okay. Falling, falling. I mean, he's been playing really good this season, but I mean. He's been going crazy in the bubble. Bubble MVP, uh, hit that shot on Braun today. Yeah. TJ Warren Bond. But out of those two, I think it's the Suns. I mean, you lose Jaron Jackson if you're the Grizzlies. Uh, it was a good. It was a good win. But uh, I mean, Booker's balling. The Suns look good. But uh, yeah, if, if the Grizzlies losing losing Jaron Jackson, it's it's not not a good look for them. Yeah, no, that's that's rough, uh, of course. But yeah, it's it, it's hard to 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 look at the Suns and not be impressed by what they're doing, and honestly, not be surprised. But yeah, Booker's at another level. Uh, Aiton is playing solid basketball. Uh, Eighteen points, ten rebounds in the bubble. Uh, the dude's only twenty-two years old. Uh, he looks sixty-two, but he's twenty-two <laughs> and he's playing really, really good. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and, and let me address Warren, man, because, uh, you know, I, I had heard he went for 50-plus 
uh, first game in the bubble. And everybody was kind of thinking it was an aberration, you know, but the guy has kept it up and he, he looks confident. And man, when you got a little confidence behind you as a team or as a CJ Warren just looks really, really dangerous right now. Um, all right, let's take a look at another weird bubble uh, aberration. Uh, and let's ask, I'm going to ask you if it was that. The Nets, who are the seventh seed right now in the East, played the Bucks. They were a 19-point underdog. Nobody gave him a chance in this particular game. But they beat the Bucs. Um, pretty amazing uh, victory. The greatest spread upset since 1993 in the NBA. Uh, so it's a big deal. And so, you know, I'm thinking, was this just the bubble being the bubble? Um, the Bucks have got a big lead. They're not worried. They don't have to win these games. You and I talked a lot about the Clippers and the Lakers kind of being in that position where they don't have to win. Um so, you know, did the Bucks just kind of fall into that complacency? Um, what did you take out of that? Is this the norm? Is it kind of like, you know, the NFL used to say on any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody else? Uh, or was that just an aberration? I think it was just kind of a one-game aberration. I mean, you see, this is almost like scrim scrimmage games for the Bucks. You see them, they rested Giannis and Middleton for a half of the game. They're just, they're just trying to find their mojo. And, I mean, the Nets, the Nets play hard. They move the ball. But and I mean you can lose to anybody on any day, but that's not the worrying part for the Bucks. The worrying part for me about the Bucks is uh, they're the number one defense this season, and they've been giving up a lot of points in the bubble to everybody. So I'm um, I'm curious what's going on with their defense because I mean Brooklyn plays hard, but they shouldn't be dropping that many points on you. Yeah, no, no, no good point. Um, you know what surprised me most about that game is how decimated the Nets are. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, it, it, it really is telling right now that the Bucks are struggling a bit at the number one seed. I mean, certainly nothing to be worried about, but, you know, struggling just a bit. Uh, and then you look at the Lakers, number one seed in the West, struggling a lot, uh, which takes us to the, the next thing um, I wanted to talk about. The Lakers had a kind of a breakout game today. Uh, they played the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they played Warren, CJ Warren. So look good. We talked about that a little bit. But coming into this game, LeBron was struggling. Uh, he was averaging under 19, or pardon me, under 20 points. He was not shooting the ball particularly well. And most troubling, I think, for the Lakers, they were the only team in the bubble to not score 100 points. Now, the defense has still been okay, but they haven't looked cohesive at all. Uh, had a bit of a breakout game, uh, but they lost against the Pacers. So, you know, I got to ask you, you know, for you know, on behalf of all the Lakers faithful, this is the number one team in the West. They sewed it up day one. They beat the Clippers. Um, it just looks like they, they're getting complacent. Is there a need to worry if you're a Los Angeles Lakers fan? I mean, it depends what your expectations are. If you think they're going to win a championship, I think you should be worried. Uh, when Braun goes to the bench, they do not look good. They they miss playmaking and they miss shooting. They, they have a lot of streaky shooters. So when they're off there, they look real bad. And when Bron's not on the court, they have nobody to move the ball around. So they look they look pretty average when it's just AD on the floor. And then when LeBron's out there, they're good and they can compete. But you need you need a great LeBron game every game, and he's thirty five. So we'll see if he can do it. But that's what they need at this point. Yeah, they're absolutely missing that uh, another play uh, playmaker. Right in that game, and, and I forget who it was against, but it was a game 
before this one where LeBron was out, and they just they just looked complacent. They didn't they, you know, they, they looked lazy on the offensive end. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but it looks like they're missing Rondo, who uh, you know had his ups and downs, but he's a playmaker. He's a veteran, um, and you know people always go back to the playoff Rondo of yesteryear. Uh, I don't know that he is that guy anymore, but. I, you know, I certainly think the Lakers are going to welcome him back, of course, because they're missing that aspect. They've got the one great playmaker in LeBron. They've got a superstar in AD. They've got some really good streaky players like Kuzma. Quinn Cook went off today. Um, Dion Waiters, uh, KCP. But they're missing that one Luka Doncic, right? And you're not going to always have Luka. But you need some. You, you need a Chris Paul. And I know that's a sour, sour point for Laker fans. But you need somebody. Uh, LeBron is, you know, he can carry this team. Uh, I don't have any doubt. I don't think he can do it much longer. Maybe another year. Um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's a it's a cause for concern. Um, which kind of is a, is a pretty good segue to kind of the last topic I had. Um, and these are meant to be rapid fire questions. Uh, for you and I, so we want yes or no answers. Um, I, I think, given the time the, the, the time we spent, we're at twelve minutes. We're doing good. Uh, let's let, let's 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 stretch this out a little bit because I think I want to I want to add a little bit of commentary. Um, but let's talk about the Lakers first. The Lakers are number one seed. They sorted up right away. We know there's some concerns. Number one question, and let's start with a yes or no, uh, and then and then. We'll just go ahead and elaborate a little bit from there. Are the Lakers making it to the Western Conference Finals? Not the Finals. Are they making it to the Western Conference Finals? What do you think? Western Conference Finals, that's a yes. Really? And then and then they lose to the Clippers. Okay. Which is what we've been saying all along. I think you yeah. and I. You know, I, I know Tony, who's joined us in, in times past, is, is the only one I, I think who has a different opinion. Because he's always got a different opinion. Tony, <laughs> Tony, we miss you. I uh, hope you're well. Tony. Um, but yeah, listen for Houston. Houston always looks good before the playoffs, and they just never have that breakout ever. Um, but there's just something about Russell Westbrook. Um, yeah, they understand Westbrook and Harden. You know, they don't have a lot of time left. Um, and that, that small ball is really working for them. It's the new NBA. You know, you just don't have centers. You don't have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You don't have Akeem Olajuwon. You don't have those guys anymore. They're all playing out in the three-point line. And Houston has built that in a, in a very unique way, unlike anybody else. They're going to be tough to beat. Um, man, I don't know. So do, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to answer the question myself. Are the Lakers going to make the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they are. But whereas before, I thought it was at like 90% certainty. If I was to attach a percentage, now I'm thinking it's 75, 60%. Oh, it's wow. Not, okay. It's not a sure thing. Okay. It's not a sure thing. I could see them being upset, even in the first round by Portland. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Do you, you think 75, 60 is too low, though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th I think Braun's rounding into shape. And when, when you have Braun and AD, against I don't think there's any other team besides the Clippers in the West that have enough to beat them four times in a series yeah and, and again this is something we've talked about before for the Lakers to be successful they need 80 to be AD LeBron to be LeBron 
and they need a third X-factor guy to step up and put in 15 points. Um, and again, they got great guys to do that. Kuz, good cook, today, et cetera. But they need LeBron and AD, and, and they just haven't clicked in any one particular game. Um, and if you don't have them both, you don't have all three of those things, it's going to be a tough road uh, for the Lakers. Next question. Based on who you've seen and what you've seen so far in these bubble games, who's coming out of the East? I'm still going with the Bucks. I'm still taking I'm still taking Giannis and Middleton, the defense, the shooters. Uh, Toronto's look good. Boston has looked really good. They've looked really bad. But I'm still taking the Bucks. And I'm going to deviate just a little because um, I've been Bucks all along, but I've always had Toronto as my dark horse. Toronto looks good. Toronto they looks do. like a team. And um, I would absolutely not be shocked. Uh, matter of fact, it, it, I'm asking the question, so I'm just going to ask – I'm going to answer it. Who wins the East? The Toronto Raptors. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I like it. Trey, I like it. I, I, I like it. it. And I don't think anybody would be shocked. Who wins the West? You have been pretty solid about this. I don't think your mind's changed. Who wins the West? Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, I just – yeah. Well, let me elaborate just a little bit. Trez is not back yet. I read somewhere, but I never got confirmation that he was due back in the bubble next week, which is just a couple of days away, right? But, again, I, no confirmation of that. He is going to, I would think, need a game or two. You look at these players in this, these teams. It took them two or three games before the, you, you, they look like themselves. Um, assuming you don't have Trez for the for the first round, I mean, does it worry you at all? Uh, I mean, it would be nice to have him. I still think uh, it looks like they're going to play the Mavs. It'll be fun to watch him play Luka, but I don't think the Mavs are complete enough to beat. The Clippers are still really, really nice without, without Trez. And, I mean, Trez is an energy guy. He's not going to come back and – He's gonna come back and just rim run, rebound. Yeah. He can do that. He can do that in his sleep, I think. So yeah. I'm not too worried. It'll be it's nice. I mean, point. it'll be nice to have him back, though. It's a good point. Trez doesn't take you know mid range shots. He does, right? But that's not his game. His, his game is the hustle plays, the rebounds, the putbacks, the dunks, and you don't necessarily need you know. I mean, you obviously need to be conditioned if you're playing in the NBA game. Period. But it's a lot easier to play that game. And, and have an impact right away. So it's a good point. All right, let's uh, and let me call out a few things here too. Um, and, and forgive me, I you know, I just get to talking and and I, and I stop looking. But uh, who was it here? Jason started following. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that very much, man. Thank you both. Uh, we we do appreciate it. Um, all right, this is an interesting question, and, and I had to think long and hard about it. I asked, what bubble game feature do you like the best? And then I. I put out a couple options, the virtual fans, the piped in crowd music, the PA announcer, which is interesting to me because there's no public in public announcer, but there's the PA announcer is still doing his thing or no cameraman under the hoop, right? The whole line of cameramen under the hoops or, 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 or something else. You've seen you know, a bunch of bubble games now. What do you like? What do you think the NBA might even adopt um, once this is all over? I'm going to kind of cheat. I like the whole experience. Uh, the first couple of games, it was weird, but now it feels it feels kind of normal. Like the crowd noise seems natural. Yeah. The virtual fans are funny. You see Shaq popping up. Yeah. You see like a goat baby popping up. Those are funny. Uh, but my, my biggest thing about the bubble is Stan Van Gundy. Uh, I love Stan on the calls. I think uh, I'm not a big Jeff guy. I think I think he whines a lot. He's all right, but I think Stan Stan, is, Stan knows what he's talking about. Stan's funny, and uh, he he's becoming my my favorite my favorite announcer. My favorite commentator. 
Hey, and, and Stan is a great Twitter follow too. I mean, oh yeah, he, want. yeah. He he's he's on Twitter a lot. He's tweeting yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, great follow. Uh, interesting. All right, has he? Right on, Kyle. Appreciate that tip very much. Appreciate you, Kyle. Thank you. Um, when I was thinking, I, I yeah, you, you're definitely going off book here, man. That's an interesting one. <laughs> to me, as I'm watching it, and I got to tell you, I, I agree with you. The first couple of games, I thought were off. I thought the the pipe the music just was weird. There was one game, I think it was the very first game, where LeBron had a dunk and, and the pipe the music groaned. <laughs> it just there's no groan on a, a LeBron dunk. You don't groan, LeBron dunky. That was off. But I think it got better. Um, but for me, yeah, it's, it's all gotten better for sure. Uh, I've not seen the GOAT virtual fan. I think that's pretty epic. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Sorry, I missed it. But I love the fact that there's nobody underneath the bucket anymore. Um, I, how – you know, I remember there was a time, this is going back a long time, it had to be in the 90s, where Rodman fell into, um, with the Bulls. And he kicked him, yeah. The camera well, and he kicked a, a cameraman, remember that? Mm-hmm. And I don't see how that doesn't happen more often, how there's not many more people getting hurt. I, I think it opens up the game a lot more, and you're going to see a lot more people, you know, diving uh, out in that particular direction where they wouldn't normally. I think, I think, it, I just think it's safer. And, you know, what's it cost us? We don't get the great photos. I, I can do without them. I'd like to see that, uh, you know, um, as after the season starts up. I don't think we need those cameramen. So let's put it, Jose, Jose is anti-photos. Let's yeah, put yeah, it out yeah. there. I'm not photo. <laughs> I'm, I'm anti-photo. All right, last question then. Uh, this was supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm digging this. This, this is a lot better. Um, are you surprised? And we talked a lot about this as we built up to the bubble games. Are you surprised the bubble has worked as well as it, as it has no players tested positive. Um, obviously, the games are phenomenal. Um, are you surprised? Because it's worked really, really well. I would say, yeah, pleasantly surprised at the overall experience. The the game experience, the, the safety measures, it seems like, not to jinx it, but everything is yeah. going very smooth. And that is the most you can ask for, especially what's going on with baseball. You see, like, you see how much the NBA put into it and the standard that that they have and it's working and I'm loving it. So, yeah, no, it's, it's working. It's great. I'm shocked. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think it was going to work this well. I thought the games were going to suffer. And I thought there's no way they're going to be able to contain this virus. They've contained the virus. The games have been great. And again, I, I don't want to jinx it. I'm with you. Um, but it's been great. And I'm very, very, very surprised. It's, it's, it's been fun to watch. Um, and that's all we can ask for. Um, all right, that's it. I'm gonna go off book a little bit because you've done it to me twice now, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna deliver it to you. That's fair. You've been one concern, and it, it, it's a minor one, but I'll tell you, when the games start to matter, I think this is gonna be a big deal. I, I, I watched a lot, and I didn't start to track them. I wish I would have, but I watched a lot of basketball today, like all of us fans did, and I saw an inordinate amount of timing problems. Uh, the most glaring to me was in the Laker game today. LeBron had the ball. Uh, Lakers were down. And they did what they always do when you're down, right? They roll the ball. And the ball's rolling. Clock's not supposed to start until the player touches it, right? So, and the player's backing up. LeBron's almost at half. So you can see, I think you have about four seconds left. I can't remember. It wasn't a lot. But he was waiting to pick up the ball. But the timer started the clock, right? And so that messed everything up. So... Ball, you know, the, the, it was called. The game was stopped. 
uh, and the, the Lakers had to uh, throw the ball in again. But now, right, the defense wised up, and you know, and the Lakers lost their chance. Bottom line, that's one. Um, even in the game tonight, that you and I paused our our uh, stream to watch, there was uh, a, um, a game. Uh, I think it was a jump ball where they reset the clock, or they didn't reset the clock. They reset it to fourteen over twenty-two or twenty-four. But here's my point. When you go to an NBA basketball game, there's a person there who's paid to be the timer, right? They, they don't get paid a lot, but that's their job, right? And not only are they paid, are these guys professionals, but the environment that they're in, this guy sits in a desk with a button. It's the same button. It's the same desk. It's the same environment. It's made for this. Um, and now you're playing in, in a conference room, you know, it's made up to be like, you know, I mean, they're, 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 don't get me wrong. The, the experience has been phenomenal. But and I don't know who is doing the timing. Is it you know a Laker personnel like it would be normally? Is it a Buck personnel? I, I don't know. Is it a generic person? How is it working exactly? I can tell you though, probably with, with absolute certainty, it isn't the exact same setup that they've had in their home courts. It's just not. It can't be. And so you're seeing a lot of problems. In these games, it don't matter. But if that game against LeBron costs the Lakers a chance to take a good shot as opposed to a bad shot with four seconds left in game seven of the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers, that's not going to be okay. So I'm a little worried about that. Did you notice any of that, or, or, or am I going crazy? Uh, no, I mean, I definitely know. Uh, yeah, I was in the group, my uh, basketball group chat. I was talking with my boys. There's, like, a lot of clock management stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, again – that they're, they're working it out just like the players are with the new environment. Uh, hopefully these eight games act as like a buffer. I mean, if we see something, we see something. Uh, it's been messed up before. Refs have missed calls before. It's just kind of, it is what it is kind of thing. Hopefully they smooth it out in time for the games that actually matter. But I think they're still getting their bearings. Uh, it's still weird. It's still like a Herculean effort. Everything's going on in the bubble anyway. So I'm not too worried about that, to be honest with you. Okay. All right, all right, I'll calm down. <laughs> I'm uh, anti-clock management. No, I'm not, I'm pro-clock management, but I'm anti-camera. Anti-camera, anti-cameraman. You, <laughs> you and Rodman, I feel you, though. Right, that's, right good com- that's good company. That's right, good company yeah, to be in. <laughs> I can do worse. I can do exactly, worse. exactly. All right, that's our show. I guess you can call us a show. I uh, appreciate y'all taking the time. We jumped on a little late, but we did it for the right reasons because we're fans of the game just like you. Thank you to all who uh, – Stay and listen to us. Uh, we appreciate you. We're Peach Basket. We are Voice of the Fan, and we will be back next week with another Run It Back NBA Week in Review. We'll see y'all. Peace out, guys. Peace out, Jose.